Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What did the cloud represent? God, his presence. Wow. And then all of a sudden, two days later, you get up and the cloud's starting to move. Eunice, get the kids together. Put the tent together. Here we go. And we just walk. And every day, who was in front of you? God. He was directing your whole life. Pastor Mark, I wish we had that today. It's better than that. Because you have God, the Holy Spirit, living in you. The idea of being led visibly by God is an intriguing one. Having what appears to be a concrete evidence of God's hand on your life is really reassuring. Our reality, though, is that we don't have that kind of public visual indicator of God's presence in our life. Pastor Mark will be teaching the truth of the matter. We have what the Bible calls better than what the Israelites had. We have the Holy Spirit sent from God to indwell us and lead us and guide us. Every day, if we take the time to listen, He is here with us. The catch is that we have to be obedient to what He says. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 14 with part one of his message, Because God says so, I will listen, obey, and enjoy His blessings. Because God says so, I will listen with a servant attitude. You see, God is still speaking today, and every Christian, every Christ follower can hear God speak. To some of you, that that shocked you. By the way, you can go back online, calvaryccm.com, get all of that information, watch it, take the notes, whatever. You can do it every single week. It's all free. Because God says so, I will obey regardless of my feelings. We gave you five ways that God speaks to us. The number one way he speaks to us is through the written word of God. When we open our Bible, as you're doing right now, it's as if God is opening his mouth. So we're going to hear God speak to us from his word this morning. We learned Week one, listen. Week two, obedience. Here's the problem. If you've ever go around the world, there's many of wonderful subways. Too bad we don't have any really good ones in the United States. But if you go somewhere, you'll see that there's the train and there's always this gap between getting on the train and the, the platform you're standing on. So you have to be very careful with that. And that's why it's called Mind the gap, otherwise you're stepping a big hole. So here it is. Here, here's the gap that we have. What we hear versus what we do. There's a big gap. We hear, but sometimes we don't obey. So here's what James says. But don't just listen to God's word. 
you're going to do that this morning. You must do what it says. Otherwise, notice who you're fooling. You're fooling yourself. Pastor Mark, I read the word of God, man. Now I can listen to it. Don't even have to read it. Fantastic. Am I supposed to do something with it? Hello. Of course. So, well, how can I reduce that gap of listening but not obeying? How can I close that gap? Here's the second one. When you see it, it's simple. Do what God says, how God says, and when God says. That's how we reduce that gap. That's how we eliminate that gap between listening and not really obeying God. Now, when you do that, there's a promise from God. When we listen to God, and normally that's done through the word of God or the Holy Spirit, the other three I gave you. Obedience brings great blessings to our life. So here's this morning's title. Because God says so, I will listen, notice, obey, and enjoy his blessings. God wants to bless us, but it doesn't come just because we're here. It comes because we're respecting him, we're listening to his word, and we're then obeying the word of God. Now, from Genesis to Revelation... God reminded man all the way through those passages, if you want to enjoy life, there's only one way to do it. If you want to be successful in life, there's only one way to do it. You must listen and obey me. Now look how God says it in the Old Testament. Jeremiah 7, 23. God speaking. This is what I told them. Obey me. Look how personal. And I will be your God, and you will be my people. Do everything as I, and all will be well. There it is. There's the promise. It's not a side issue. It's a big issue. Turn to your neighbor and say right now, I'd like to be blessed by God. I'd like to be blessed by God. Come on, come on. If you have somebody next to you who says, Well, I don't really need to be blessed by God. You need to get saved today. And that will bless you, by the way. As we go through this, this is all about it. Satan has a plan to steal, kill, and destroy you. God has a plan to give you life and life abundantly. It doesn't come just because you become a Christian. It comes because as we grow and become like him, we're listening and we're obeying the word of God. He is speaking to us today. While we come to the New Testament, I just read to you from the Old Testament. Look what Jesus says in Luke 28. He replied, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. There again, hear, obey, hear, obey. Never changes, hear, obey. Listen to the word of God, then obey the word of God. Do it what he says, when he says, and how he says. I'm going to give you five blessings that God gives us because of listening and obeying. Five. There's hundreds, but I'm just going to give you five. So I encourage you to write notes. Here we go. Number one, our obedience brings the blessings of personal direction. I've been a Christian over Almost 70 years, 68 years. 
but I've been in ministry for 50 years. 25 here as pastor this coming March, 25 years since we started this church. But before that, another 25 years, I, I was raised, you know, my dad was a pastor, so I taught in Sunday school. I taught in the youth. When I got to college, I taught at InterVarsity, and I've been elders and teaching in the churches. Other churches, never a senior pastor, never even a pastor until we started this. So all those years, uh, two questions people would come to me, still questions today. Number one question, how do I get saved? How do I get rid of my sin? How, how can, I, can I, can I really be forgiven? The second major question, after a person becomes a Christian, here's what they say. Here it is. Pastor Mark, what do I do in this situation? I don't know what to do. And really, what's that mean? I need, number one question from Christians, I need direction in my life. There's so many decisions out there that we all have. I need direction in my life. Now, I want you to turn with me to Exodus chapter 13. Old Testament, Genesis, boom, next book, Exodus. Turn right there, Exodus 13. When you get there, I'll know it by the time your papers have stopped. It's a good thing hearing Bibles flipping or your iPad going on and off, whatever. Let me give you a little history. The nation of Israel was in the land of Egypt for 400 years. It started out well, but eventually they became slaves to Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And one day, Moses, who had been raised in Egypt, decided to follow God instead of be a rich ruler. And he made a mistake. Don't have time to go there. He sinned. And he fled to the desert, the wilderness. And he lived there for 40 years because Pharaoh was going to kill him. Well, one day God came to Moses and said, Moses, And this is good for some of you this morning. Failure is not final. Can I hear an amen? He says, Moses, I'm going to take you back to Egypt. And I'm going to use you to free my children, the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, and take them to the promised land. So Moses did that. And they have been freed. And so Moses is now where we're going to pick it up this morning. He's leading about two to three million Jewish people. Moms, dads, kids, all of that. He's leading them. And you're going to see a very important thing. They're on their way, this journey to the promised land. Now look at verse 21. How would this happen? By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night, in a pillar of fire to give them Light, so that they could travel by day or night. Now, neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place, underline this, in front of the people. What do we see there? As they're taking this journey, who is leading them? God. He's ahead of them. He's before them. His presence was indicated by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. When the cloud moved, the people moved. They packed up their tents. They got ready with their family. They put it together and they followed the cloud. When the cloud stopped, the people stopped and they would camp until God moved them again. Sometimes in the moving 
they would move for two or three days. So sometimes they even had to follow at night. So the cloud, the pillar of fire directed them at night. When you see that, isn't that incredible? And I know some of you are saying right now, Pastor Mark, wow, you mean you get up in the morning and you look and there's the cloud. Well, what did the cloud represent? God, his presence. Wow. And then all of a sudden, two days later, you get up and the cloud's starting to move. Eunice, get the kids together. Put the tent together. Here we go. And we just walk. And every day, who was in front of you? God. He was directing your whole life. Pastor Mark, I wish we had that today. It's better than that. Because you have God, the Holy Spirit, living in you. Now, I want you to take a look at it as I go through this. Because some of you say, realistically, I'd like to be back then. Probably not. They're going through a desert. You understand what I'm saying to you. But that whole principle should seem familiar. What are we called today? If you're a Christian, what is the term we use at the church? Christ what? So who's following who? I'm following God. Just like they were. That's how we find direction and enjoyment of life. Now, to follow someone, you have to do two things. Could you guess what they would be? What was the title of the first week? First thing I have to do is what? I'll help you. Listen. The next thing I have to do is what? Obey. So it's exactly the same. A Christ follower. I'm following God. His presence. He actually lives inside of me. How do we do that? Write this down this morning. It'll encourage you. We do that simply this way. Today we follow Jesus, not by a cloud, not by fire. We follow Jesus by the word of God and by the Holy Spirit. Notice this Psalm 119, 105. It's a fantastic verse. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's word is like a light for our next step and then a light for the path ahead. Think about this. Life is lived by steps. When you get ready to leave, two or three hours from now when I'm done. (laughs) Some of you leave way before that. How are you going to leave? You're going to get up and you're going to what? Step. So notice this verse. Your word is a lamp to my what? To my feet. To get anywhere, it starts with a step. So the word says, a lamp to my feet. What does that mean? It means when God says go, go. And how does go start? One step. It's a lamp from my feet. It's a light to my path. See, I just don't need God's direction for one step. I need God's direction for my whole life. Understand what I am here. Every pastor in a church, his role is basically to teach you how to hear God and obey God yourself. I'm not with you during the week. You need to be able to hear God and obey God. And it's because I'm trying to take you on a journey from where you are to where God wants you to be. On that journey, it will be different for all of us. Different ages, people leave, they move, come back, new people come in, all those kind of things. But the whole goal is to take us from here to there. How do we do it? The word of God. Now, but we don't just do it with the word of God. Notice this. 
When, when somebody heads off and, and God says, go, we go. And when he says, stop, we stop. Some of you are in the waiting period right now. You're waiting for God to tell you what to do. And you're not happy about it. Because we don't like to wait. I'm sorry God isn't a drive-thru. We just have to wait sometimes. But it's important that you understand that. When you became a Christian, look at this last verse up here. The Holy Spirit came to live in you. The Holy Spirit came in. He's God. And he's inside you for lots of reasons. But the main reason is to direct your life. Let me read to you. The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their lives. Well, how does that work? God delights us, so he puts the Holy Spirit. Look at this. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Let me reverse it. And instead of sons, I'll do sons and daughters of God. Sons and daughters of God. Every Christ follower is led by the Spirit of God. It's It's not a few. That's our right So we don't have a pillar of cloud. We don't have a pillar of fire. We have the Holy Spirit directing our lives through the word of God and the spirit of God. But sometimes we don't obey. And often we don't obey because when God says for us to do something, you'll see it in our passage this morning. Sometimes we say to God, it's M-A-R-K, not M-A-R-C. You have the wrong guy. Did you ever say that to God? What, what you just told me, uh, my, lap, my middle initial is this. You got the wrong person. Or, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not moving. Now, the issue is never, listen, the issue of obedience is never because I can't obey. Never. And I'll prove it to you. The issue is, I won't obey. It's a matter of my will. So let me show you what that looks like. Philippians is a promise from God. Philippians 4.13. I can do what it was. Some of you don't like, you wouldn't even, you're afraid to say it. I can do what? What is everything? Even things that I don't like? Yes, it's a matter of your Will. It's getting weaker as we move through to notice the response of people. I can do everything by myself. Impossible. Let's say it. Through him. Through him who gives me the strength and the willpower and the obedience. Now, here's what I want you to write down this morning. Anything God commands us to do, God equips us to obey, to do it. God would be a horrible God if he asked us to do things we couldn't do. Even with him, we couldn't do. Why would he do that? We'd be frustrated. We'd always feel as failures. But whatever God calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. No excuses. Zero excuses. Because when God calls us, to step out, to do this, that, and the other. It's always perfect. His plan is always right. Let's go back to the children of Israel. When the cloud moved, they moved. When it stopped, they stopped. Let me give you a, it's not a biblical principle. It's a story I'm going to make up for you. Listen to this. What would happen 
with those two to three million Jews as they're moving along, that one day, 12-year-old son of a dad and a mom and two sisters, he comes running in in the morning. Dad, the cloud is moving. In the background, you can hear all the people ranking, building the tent, the camps, tents, putting everything together. And can you imagine the noise from two million, three million people? And they're getting ready to go. And the father says, son, come in here a moment. Mom, come over here. Gals, daughters, come over here. You know what? I'm tired. I'm just really tired. And I'm too tired to pack a tent, move the family. So we're going to do this. We're going to stay for a couple of days. We're going to get some rest. And we're all going to get kind of ready to travel again. And then we'll simply just catch up with the people that have already gone ahead for two or three days. Now, let me ask you a question. What would be the outcome for this family? Let's stop and think about this. A family that's trying to direct their own lives. At best, they could not travel at night. Why? They don't have the pillar of fire. They're going to travel at night. Why can't they travel at night? This is not a no-brainer. It's close. No, really, it is a no-brainer. Because it's dark. You ever been in the wilderness with, well, Pastor Mike, there'd be street lights. Hello. There's no lights. They can't see. They can't go anywhere. Now, so they couldn't travel at night. By the way, did the children of Israel travel at night? Sometimes. So how are you going to catch them? They're already three days behind. You're not going to catch them. Secondly, they couldn't really travel very well in the day. Because what did the pillar of cloud provide? Shade. Ever been to Las Vegas or Death Valley in the summer? You would die. Here's another illustration. They can't really travel at night. They can't really travel in the day. But here's the big one. Dad gets up on the third day. Maybe they went this way. Maybe, maybe they went this way. Look at me. That father had never been that way before. Only God had been that way. Are you traveling in the dark this morning? You're trying to direct your own life, and you've never been that way. You're clueless. You have no protection. And I'll address this when I get to the family situation. Fathers, what happens when you try to direct your own life? What happened here in this story is the wife, the husband, and all the kids die. Doing things because God says so is a challenge for even the most fervent believer. Having something put to us as a command causes the sin, rebellious nature, well, it wants to resist. Pastor Mark reminded us that God always has our best long-term interest in mind. That's why God has gifted us to do the things we can do so that we can serve Him best. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. 
We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time we'll continue with Pastor Mark teaching, Because God Says So, I Will Listen, Obey, and Enjoy His Blessings. We will hear how our obedience to God brings the blessings of personal direction. To have God lead us to blessing as well as away from negative things. Pastor Mark will be talking about how God speaks to us today as opposed to how he spoke to the Israelites. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue through this series, Because God Says So. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.